microphone on. Microphone? Microphone's not on. Microphone's not on. Something disciples uh, and no here here Charlie means a little more than that the Charlie means head of Sampradaya so we're talking about the head of the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's followers 
to the Goliath giants. And uh, who's the uh, who's the head? Who's the first Goliath giant? The head Goliath giant. I mean, this, you could possibly give two answers, but go ahead. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's representative, Rupa Goswami. What's the other possible answer? Narada Das. Goswami. If you look in the Bhagavad Gita, then that's what Srila Prabhupada had written at the end of the introduction. Uh, Swarupamadar Goswami, although, uh, although we don't, uh, he doesn't play such a uh, well-known uh, role, but he plays a very significant role uh, in our Pacific succession in that it was uh, Sarvadamadar Goswami, who actually uh, systematized uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's uh, mission and message. And he wrote that down in uh, his notebook. Uh, notebook is called what in Bengali? Kadacha. So he wrote that down in the Kadacha. And unfortunately for us, uh, that Kadacha is lost. So in, in that time, they didn't have printing presses, uh, what to speak of, uh, computers. So, so uh, if you wanted to copy something, you have to copy it by hand. So when you purchase the book, you have to be really serious. Uh, you copy down someone else's copy, and, and then you get paid for what you copy. So, uh, yes, he uh, wrote that down, but uh, we know from, uh, we know his, uh, the essence of his karacha. Why? Spoken and he read it all. He was living with Swarupamadara Goswami, Raghunathas Goswami, one of the uh, six Goswamis of Vrindavan. So Raghunathas Goswami was the secretary of Swarupamadara Goswami. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had given him, he was known as Swarupira Raghu, because Raghunath's a pretty popular name. And uh, there were quite a few Raghunaths. I think there were already three Raghunaths. Uh, and there was the Raghunath Bhatta, and there was another Raghunath, and there was a Raghunath Das. And of course, that's just amongst Lord Chaitanya's followers. There were a lot of other, other uh, devotees in, uh, in Jagannath Puri, not necessarily Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's followers. And uh, he both heard was taught by Sarvadamadar Goswami, read, and he had actually more detailed uh, uh, notes uh, than what Sarvadamadar Goswami wrote down. Unfortunately for us, those are also lost. 
about uh, at least those exact things, but uh, nonetheless, he uh, wrote uh, books uh, which uh, exemplified uh, all of the uh, teachings that he received from Sarup Damodar. It's very important because Sarup Damodar Goswami, along with who else used to stay all night with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? Ladies? Yes, Ramananda Roy. So Ramananda Roy, Sarup Damodar Goswami, sometimes from evening till dawn, but generally till midnight or one o'clock, and that was, that was the evening program. And it was a very intense evening program because Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would really then become absorbed in his own internal mission uh, of Prada Baba Duti Suvalitam Nomi that he would become uh, absorbed in the internal moods of Srimati Vairani and taste those moods in the mood of what was uh, Lord Chaitanya's specific mood of service and devotion? Yes, mood of separation. So in the mood of separation. And uh, there are a lot of devotees there, but uh, he only allowed two to come in, which is quite telling. And even this verse uh, that uh, comes in the beginning of Chaitanya Charitamrita, not the only one, uh, that uh, uh, I just quoted the, the end line, Radha Bhavad Duti Suvalipamnaomi Krishna Swatam. This was written by Swarupdam Dattoswami. So uh, uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would really revel in his own ecstasies, which uh, directly don't really have much to do with us because it's a very unique type of absorption. It's a very unique type of uh, devotion. But uh, indirectly, uh, it's certainly connected to uh, our quest for understanding the moods of Krishna's devotees in Vrindavan and following them. So this is what Lord Chaitanya was doing himself. And Ramananda Roy, he wrote a few books. We have one of them, uh, which Lord Chaitanya liked to hear uh, excerpts from. Uh, he would hear different verses at night. And this would be from mainly from Chandigas, Vidyapati, Vita Govinda of uh, Jai Dev Goswami, and then this uh, Jagannath Balabhanatakam, which is actually a play. So they would quote from all of these, and you can just imagine that the devotees would quote some particular verse that was favorable from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mood uh, or would direct his mood and then Lord Chaitanya would elaborate and when he stopped then they would pull another verse that would sort of continue on from there and that went on hour after
Japan became very, very happy, and at other times he became very, very morose. And it was the service of, of these two uh, great devotees to make sure that Lord Chaitanya never got too, uh, too sad, uh, too distressed, uh, but that he was uh, also able to taste separation, uh, but preferably separation with a mood of uh, happiness and joy. So, yeah, I should continue along that, although it's such a, a wonderful thing. And it also puts in perspective uh, how, how much devotees should really be aware of at least the books that Srila Prabhupada has uh, given us. Uh, these devotees would quote from all kinds of other authors, and they would uh, quote, for instance, from Srimad Bhagavatam. I mean, there were no Bhagavatam forwards in that. <coughs> so you can also ask yourself, how many Bhagavatam verses do you know enough by heart? <coughs> knows more than 10. One, two, three. Okay. Well, you're certainly not going in the Gambira anytime soon. Uh, we used to, uh, when we were young devotees, that was uh, sort of part of our morning program, is to memorize a verse, and uh, often we were memorizing a verse a day. And then the temple president would really be on top of us. Where is the temple president? He's, he's in India now. He's in India, okay. And uh, he, would, uh, he would make sure that we knew it, and when he knew it, then you got a little extra mile for Saturday in the morning, and when you didn't know it, you got a little extra less one of the <laughs> if you got any at all. So it was at that time there was no there was no such thing as a guest. Guests came on Sundays. Uh, anybody who came on another day would be a little, a little suspicious what are you doing here. Uh, so Swarm Damadar uh, and of course there are many great personalities. Uh, but uh, for us, uh, our identity is connected to uh, who was mentioned, the other uh, actual Acharya, which was Rupa Goswami. So therefore, what are we called? Rupa Nukas, yes. We are called Rupa Nukas, uh, We follow uh, in the line of Rupa Goswami. Now that's, uh, that's a very important designation uh, that we, our identity is really uh, determined by uh, Rupa Goswami, who in one sense was uh, quite junior to a lot of the associates who were with Lord Chaitanya and Puri, I mean, Advaita Charya, Nityananda, Srivastakur, Gaddafar uh, Pandit was there. Uh, you've got uh, all of these other personalities, Swarupdamadar, Ramananda Roy, uh, and so many other uh, exalted souls. Uh, Rupa Goswami was a visitor to Puri. Uh, he uh, 
he lived there uh, for for eight months, something like that, and uh, and then that was it. Excuse me. He lived uh, in Poi for eight months, so neither was it that he had the most association with Lord Chaitanya, but Chaitanya Mahaprabhu empowered him. Sri Chaitanya Manobhishta, Stapitam Jena Bhutale. So, uh, and his, uh, his whole mission was to formulate Lord Chaitanya's teachings. And uh, he uh, did that, uh, specifically they're found in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, which is always considered to be his most important work. He wrote many other books and plays, but uh, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu is the science of Krishna consciousness uh, is, uh, is in there. And it's something that Srila Prabhupada said we should memorize the book. Because the nature of the book is such that it's not even, you know, it's so, uh, it's just all the way, it's just so informative and uh, it gives uh, different details defining the different vibhava, anubhava, sattika bhava, sanchari bhava, examples and so on. That, uh, yeah, if to really know it is if. Of course, I don't think that we're going to be memorizing all of those verses. We're happy if we memorize some. Uh, but uh, yes, devotees need to be conversant with it because we're here practicing bhakti yoga. And this is the book that writes down what bhakti yoga is about, beginning to end. Uh, Srimad Bhagavatam doesn't do that. Bhagavad Gita certainly doesn't do that. Uh, all of these books uh, are Bhagavad Gita is more overall philosophy. Uh, Srimad Bhagavatam is connected with so many leelas and so on, and some of its teachings are indirect and they're also not necessarily in uh, sequence. So you have to be very smart in order to put everything together from the Bhagavatam. But nectar of devotion starts at the beginning, it keeps going at the end. Uh, beautiful, it's a beautiful book. And then there's actually a sequel to that, uh, which continues on, which is called Ujvala Nilamani. So we are Rupa Nuga Vaishnavas, uh, and we follow uh, Rupa Goswami in terms of the example that he set, how he practiced Krishna consciousness. Uh, how he taught Krishna consciousness and specifically what he wrote. Uh, that's that's something that we have uh, right now. We can take it in our hands uh, and we can really simulate that. And then there are, of course, Rupa Goswami, he was one of the what? Yes, he was one of the six Goswamis of Vrindavan. So, and these six Goswamis, so one day Rupa Sanatana, Raghavi Jiva Gopalako. So you got Rupa Goswami, his guru and elder brother, Sanatana Goswami, who 
was uh, also stayed a limited amount of time in Puri, and Mojitanya sent him, sent him away, sent him to uh, Brindavan. So these two brothers, uh, and then you have Raghunath Das and Raghunath Bhatta. Now Raghunath Das was the only one who actually really stayed an extended period of time uh, with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and he was privy to a lot of things directly or indirectly uh, through Swarup Damodar Goswami. And then Raghunath Bhattat, who was the son of Tapan Mishra, and uh, Raghunath Bhattat uh, was, uh, Lord Chaitanya also sent him to Vrindavan. He also just stayed for a short, relatively short time in, in Puri. Uh, he was like the Bhagavad Acharya. He used to recite Bhagavatam in many different tunes, and uh, he had this wonderful quality, was that he, he would never hear any criticism of the Vaishnavas. And then Kaviraj Swami points out that not just when uh, the criticism was invalid, but when the criticism was valid, he didn't want to know. So he would, he would never hear uh, anything bad uh, about a devotee. And Lord Chaitanya just gave him that service to recite uh, Srimad Bhagavatam, he used to sit outside Govindaji's temple and he would just recite Bhagavatam and uh, give, give lectures on it. And then there's uh, Jiva Goswami and Gopavata Goswami. Gopavata never even came to Jagannath Puri. Lord Chaitanya stayed at his father's house, uh, Venkatabhata, when he went uh, to on his tour of South India. So when he went to uh, Sri Rangam, then for the months of the rainy season, he stayed at the home of Bhattar was a little boy. Uh, but he used to come and massage Lord Chaitanya's legs all the time, uh, either after lunch uh, or at nighttime. And they had very, very intimate exchanges. So he was already, Massaging Lord Chaitanya, he said, uh, how, come, how come I see that uh, you have this bluish form and you look just like Lord Krishna? And Lord Chaitanya says, I don't know, how come I see that you have the form of a young gopi? And uh, they would go on like that, uh, talking. But uh, he, he was sent, and Jiva Goswami, uh, who was the son of, uh, he was the son of who was the youngest son of Rupin Sanatan, a youngest brother of Rupin Sanatan, and he never got to meet Chaitanya Mahaprabhu at all. Uh, he met Lord Nityananda, uh, and Lord Nityananda gave him Lord Chaitanya's order. Although he never met Lord Chaitanya, Lord Chaitanya through Lord Nityananda ordered him to go to Varanasi to get uh, training there and education and then to go to go to Vrindavan. So these six Goswamis, H.I. Goswami. So uh, one who doesn't accept these six Goswamis, one who doesn't uh, follow their, uh, their teachings, doesn't have a uh, 
doesn't have access actually to Lord Chaitanya's, the Lord Chaitanya's line, uh, to Lord Chaitanya's mercy, and ultimately the key to going back home, back to Godhead. So they're extremely important, but uh, of them all, then who's the most important? Rupa Goswami, and next? Raghunathasa Swami. I got someone who's giving the right answers all the time. So, Raghunathasa Swami. What's the evidence? Devotion. What, what does it say? No, no. What, what is, what's the evidence that these two are the most important? And what is that? Following the footsteps of Rupa and Raghunath, right? Oh, I didn't know if that Yes. Every chapter of Chaitanya Charitamrita. So here's Lord Chaitanya's biography, the most authorized biography. And yet, at the end of every chapter, this is what we read, Rupa Raghunatha Padi. So the importance of Rupa and Raghunatha Swami, so what's, what's the importance? And who else sort of gave similar, uh, very similar verse? Said? Yes. And verse before that, Rupa Raghunatha Padi, Koyabhyaputi, Kavi Habasimaja, Jukula Piriti. So it says that uh, by Rupa Raghunath, by mercy of Rupa and Raghunath, uh, which it means by Studying the books written by Rupa and Raghunath, this is how Prabhupada always translated it, uh, then one can actually understand uh, the pastimes of Yugalapiti, Radha and Krishna. And Prabhupada would also say the other way, uh, the, uh, the uh, opposite way of approaching it is that if you don't read the books of Rupa and Raghunath, then you can't understand Radha and Krishna. So, writing Krishna and entering into Vrindavan is like a very, very difficult affair. Uh, like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's grace, it's possible. But uh, how do we get Lord Chaitanya's grace? How does, how does it come? Uh, uh, I even got my hearing aid, but I still can't hear. <laughs> I can't see, I can't hear. But somebody from here? How do we get Lord Chaitanya's mercy? No, we get it through through the Vaishnavas, through the Acharyas. Uh, 99% of the time, that's how preaching, uh, that's how uh, mercy comes. 
or may get it directly from Lord Chaitanya, but generally mercy means Anyasya Prasada, Bhagavad Prasada, Anyasya Prasada, Mariti Gitopi. So we, it comes through Vaishnavas, the spiritual master, and so on. Okay. So uh, we get it, and the mercy of Lord Chaitanya is coming now, according to this verse of Narottam Das, is coming through the books of Rupa and Raghunath. So it's very, very significant. I spoke about Rupa Goswami's books. Who's, who's read, I asked this question yesterday, who's read Raghunath Das Goswami, some of Raghunath Das Goswami's books? There's only a few. Well, okay, that, uh, that becomes a project. That, uh, Rupa Raghunatha Hoibe Akuti. So we, we have to read, uh, we're, you know, obliged to read the uh, books of Raghunath Goswami Stavavali. And that contains, it's a compendium of prayers, songs, uh, and, and books. Uh, books meaning uh, books of like 100, uh, 150 verses and so on. So if we can't approach Radha and Krishna in his Radha Landanishwara, uh, so we're here, Radha Landanishwara is there, uh, you can physically approach them on the altar if you're second initiated and that's your service, but uh, being physically close to the deity doesn't mean that you're entering into Radha and Krishna's pastimes. It, it all depends on our consciousness, uh, and our consciousness will depend upon uh, how we cultivate it, and the cultivation is Shavanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu, Smaranam, and so on. So reading those books is also uh, quite important. Now, granted that they're not uh, they were first translated, uh, all Stavavali, uh, by uh, a god brother, Kushukrata Prabhu, who long departed, and he did this uh, very important service to Skanas that he just sort of translated as many other books as he could get his uh, hands on. Uh, sometimes the translation, uh, I was told, is not uh, perfect. But uh, it, it did give access uh, to devotees to a whole wealth, to a whole realm of books. I remember being, being at the manor, and uh, when I found out about it, I ordered his books, and, and they came, came by box. These are these little white, if you've seen them, these little white, white books. And uh, there was Stavavali, and uh, then there's uh, and there's the hmm? no, that's all part of Stavavali. Manashiksha is part of Stavavali and, and so many others. Uh, but uh, then the actual other books uh, that he wrote uh, was uh, Dana Kali Kamudi and Rupagoswami wrote Dana Kali Chintamani. And uh, and then he wrote another book, which was uh, the Pearl Story, Mukta Charit. Mukta Charit, and that's that's it. So not very much, no, not 
not as much as Rupa Goswami, but nonetheless, and generally these are, well, they're either uh, lesson books like Mana Shiksha that we heard, uh, which is instructions uh, to the mind, and these are practical uh, steps in Bhakti Yoga. So yogas all have yama, niyama, things you do, things you don't do. This is actually what you do in the realm of pure devotional service and what you don't do in the realm of pure devotional service, specifically controlling the mind. So Krishna says, yoga uh, indriya samyamya. Yoga means controlling the mind and the senses. You don't control the mind and senses, then you can't be any kind of yogi. But uh, we go about it in a different way than uh, breathing exercises and so on. Uh, Raghunath Daskuswami Rupaguswami don't advise that. They I advise other things, chanting Hare Krishna, worshipping the deity. Uh, ideally they should be done with a controlled mind, uh, but they also help us control our mind as well. And so many other devotional activities. So Rupa Raghunath Tathari Hoibe Akuti. Uh, this uh, this is there, and thereafter comes uh, a whole wealth of followers. Uh, there are many uh, important acharyas. I don't know if anybody's got uh, a Bhagavad Gita in front of them, or you can look at uh, what what are the what is the next one? Uh, in just at the end of the all right, just at the end of the introduction, and. Uh, Bhagavad Gita as it is. And uh, here at the end of the introduction, you can just uh, hear this is Bhaktisanta Saraswati Thakur put together this line of Guru Parampara, which was very important because when someone challenges you, then, for instance, in India, when you're meant to be doing a uh, yagya, then the Ritvik will uh, ask you, uh, well, the first thing he's going to ask you is, what's your gotra? What's our 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 gotra? gotra. What's our family line? Our family line is Krishna. So you have to do that. There's you know, you go to, I don't know, anywhere, you go to Radhakund and uh, you, you've got one of the pandas doing Luganath. Of course, they know who you are. But if you go somewhere else who don't, and they, uh, you know, they ask you, what's your gotra? And you, that was my what? <laughs> then it doesn't give them a good impression of who we are. You know, if you don't even know who your father is, you're in trouble. So gotra means this is our family. Um, and devotees need to, they don't have to memorize all, all these uh, 32, but uh, we should know, we should be able to show and actually explain, yes, we have a direct line that's going back to Krishna, and this is 32 uh, generations. And then the Bhaktisanta Saraswati Thakur wrote this beautiful song. So Krishna, Brahma, Narada, after Narada is? Yes. 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 yes, 
Madhava, Padmanabhava, Nrihari, Madhava, Akshobhya, Jaitirtha, Jnana Sindhu, this is all in coming in Brahma Sampradaya, Madhva Sampradaya, Dayanidhi, Vidhanidhi, Rajendra, Jai Dharma, Purushottam, Brahmanya Tirtha, Vyas Tirtha, Lakshmi Pati, and then comes Madhavendra Puri. Someone had mentioned Madhavendra Puri before. So then the uh, nature of the devotion changes. It changes from just simply dualism to Chinta Veda Veda Tattva, and it is uh, saturated with, uh, as the beginning of Bhagavatam says, Rasika Bhava Bhuvi Bhavitaha. And uh, then Madhavendra Puri, and after Madhavendra Puri is? Except the Prabhupada says Ishvara Puri, Nityananda Advaita. So it's, it's interesting, Lord Nityananda and Advaita, which means, you know, Mahavishnu and uh, Balaram, they're in brackets, and Ishvara Puri is the main personality. Lord Chaitanya comes after that. Then we have Rupa Goswami. And along with him is Swarup and Sanatana. Yes. And then Raghunath Goswami and Jiva Goswami are side by side. Then we have who's next after that? Someone said it. Krishna Raskaraj Goswami. So then comes Krishna Raskaraj. Now there are. Uh, there are long time spaces here. These are just like the most prominent uh, Iha Bhagavata. These are the Maha Bhagavata Bhara. Uh, these are the Maha Bhagavatas of the Sampradaya. There may be other Acharyas in between, but they don't, they're not in the same spiritual category. So, uh, Krishna Das Naratam, and uh, after Naratam comes Vishwanath Chakravati Thakur, and there's quite a space over there in time. Uh, and the next uh, jump uh, is um, there, well, it's, it's along with them, is Baladeva Devotion, but I don't know if this is actually right or not, maybe Baladeva should be besides Vishwanath, uh, because it's, then it's Jagannath Das Babaji, so then again, we have like 150 or even more years uh, in between Jagannath Das Babaji and Vishwanath. And Baladev was just a contemporary of Vishwanath. They lived together. He was somewhat younger. But and after uh, Jagannath Das Babaji comes? And after that? Gorkishore Das Babaji. After that? And then after that, okay, you better know that. <laughs> so this is our wonderful spiritual lineage. And uh, in that uh, Prampara song, Bhakti Santa Saraswati song, he uh, says, yes, these are all Mahabhagavatas of the Bhara, of the greatest order. Uh, and. Uh, we are all shishyapara, and we are all their shishyas. We are all their uh, disciples, their followers. So they, uh, 
they constitute this line of parampara constitutes the line in which we receive Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's teachings. Uh, there was uh, in the time of well, let's come to Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur, who many people consider to be like the uh, embodiment of Rupa Goswami. Considered that actually uh, the things that Rupa Goswami wanted to say but didn't have time left the world. Uh, Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur said. And uh, he was the uh, Acharya when Srila Prabhupada was translating and commenting on Bhagavatam. He has a, a book which has about, uh, I don't know, 12 commentators or 15 commentators. Uh, many or all of them in our line and then some which are not necessarily in our line. But uh, Prabhupada would uh, often refer to Vishwana Chakravarti Thakur. If you, you read Prabhupada's uh, purports, then he, he will be referring more to him than anyone else. And especially in his last year, when he had, uh, especially when he was actually sick, Prabhupada was laying down, then he just uh, instructed Prajuna Prabhu, so just, just read, all he wanted to do was just hear Vishwana's commentary and then he would speak. Uh, that, that was all that he wanted to know. So, uh, yes. So during Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur's time in Jaipur, who's been to Jaipur? Devotees, a lot of devotees been to Jaipur. Who's been to Galta? Galta, when? Recently or a long time ago? Yeah. So, just uh, just outside the city wall, literally speaking, outside the city wall in Brunei, it was this place called Galta. And Galta was the uh, home there of the uh, Ramanandi Sampradaya, if I remember right, which is an offshoot of uh, Ramanujacharya's uh, followers. And I was going to go there uh, this uh, year when I was there in the spring. Gopinath Maharaj told me, don't, you're just going to be disappointed. Well, because last time I went, it's such a, it was a beautiful, beautiful place. It was in between, uh, in between some um, small mountains, hills. And uh, that up there was, uh, there's what's called the uh, Galta Ganga the Ganges, there was a Rishi who used to live there, his name was Gautamuni, and uh, then Krishna manifested the Ganga for him so he could take a bath, and it came out into a, just a rock formation a pond, where you, no matter how warm it is, you hopped in there, you, did you hop in? No, and it's beautiful, cool, cool, crystal clear water, so, so that's gotten the Galta Ganga is dried up, and uh, there were these beautiful, beautiful buildings everywhere, uh, ashrams, and that they've been abandoned, and they were also falling apart. And, uh, and there were many uh, 
many of the nice Hanuman monkeys. Very, very friendly, very statute of people. That's it? No. Oh, look, look like, look like somebody. And uh, there are many uh, of the uh, Langurs, uh, and they're good guys. Uh, then there's the other other monkeys uh, that uh, you're familiar with in Brindavan. So it seems like those monkeys took over, and that's what they tend to do. They did that in Govardhan as well. And, uh, you know, they outnumbered the uh, langurs, and so the whole place was sort of wild. Langurs are very, they're patient, you know, if you want to give them something, they they won't, they're very rare that they'll attack anybody or anything like that. I remember once I was, I just uh, came out of Krishna Balaram Mandir and over on the opposite side of the road. Anyways, on a bench there was there were these three people, and uh, they were all sharing the, these uh, peanuts or something. So they were passing it amongst them like that, back and forth. So after, when I actually had a, a second look, I noticed that actually it was a human on one side, a human on the other, and the lung were in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> and he was, he was just sitting there, and you know, he would get it, he would take some out, and he would pass it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to take that, pass it back, it was just amazing. And he was as big as the people, because they're very big. So there was just so it uh, Galta was their headquarters, and uh, they uh, they challenged uh, they uh, challenged Vishwanath, who uh, everyone knew was the Acharya. He says, if you're uh, you know if if this is a bona fide sampradaya, this Gaudiya sampradaya, where is your commentary on Vedanta Sutra? So the Tradition is uh, not just Vaishnav tradition, but even Mayavadi's tradition is that uh, if you're authentic, you have to have a commentary on Vedanta, on Bhagavad Gita, on some Upanishads, uh, and what's the fourth? Huh? Gita. I said Gita. Anyway. So you have to have a commentary, but Gaudiya Vaishnavas don't have a comment, didn't have a commentary on the uh, Vedanta Sutra. Why not? Yeah, I mean we have the Bhagavatam. So who wrote Vedanta Sutra? Yesterday. And who wrote Srimad Bhagavatam? Yesterday. And Srimad Bhagavatam is the commentary. So he wrote already the commentary. So what, what do you need a commentary for? It's already there. And who can write a best, better commentary than the actual author? So, but Baladev Vidyabhushan, then he went. Vishwanath uh, was old, and he'd already taken a vow never to leave Vrindavan. But uh, Baladev Vidyabhushan uh, was sent there, and he was given some kind of absurd time limit in which to actually produce a commentary. 
And uh, he did that with the help of Govindaji. Uh, whether it's Vijay Govinda, which is his own little deity. Uh, but to my understanding, there was two Basyas. One was a real detailed one that he did later on, and the other one was a much shorter version. But in any case, uh, he then established, all right, here the Gaudiya Vaishnavas have a commentary, uh, which obviously leads to uh, devotional service. And, uh, and the last, uh, last verse, interesting last verse of uh, Vedanta Sutra is, once one returns there, one never comes down, one never comes down, one never comes down. It's the last statement of Vedanta Sutra. We're not going to get into any controversial area. But. So that was, uh, that was Baladev. Uh, and uh, from then on, uh, we come into relatively uh, recent uh, times. And for us, of course, most important is Bhakti Thakur. Bhakti Stanta Saraswati Thakur and Srila Prabhupada. Bhakti Thakur uh, wrote books. Uh, he, he did certain commentaries, but he wrote a hundred books. So, you know, sometimes devotees say they don't have time. Okay, listen, he's, he's a high court judge. He's a judge. He has to write opinions on cases all the time. He's a judge. He's got how many children? Huh? Thirteen. None of you got thirteen kids. He's a high court judge. He's got thirteen kids. At the same time, he manages to preach and establish hundreds of namhatas, write many, many books, and he is constantly sick. So if you say you're sick, he's always sick. When you read his uh, biographies, he, Bhaktivinoda Thakur is always, he has always some kind of fever uh, in some way. So what an amazing, <coughs> amazing personalities. And uh, Bhaktivinoda Thakur uh, really not only wrote books, preached very extensively, but he envisaged this, he envisaged so many things. He envisaged the TOVP that's coming up now in Mayapur. He envisaged our whole Mayapur campus. Uh, he envisaged devotees coming from Russia, Germany, everybody chanting together with their Bengali counterparts. Uh, it's very, uh, he's very, very uh, extraordinary. And of course, uh, he he prayed to Krishna because he thought, you know, this is I need some help. And so, Bhakti Santa Saraswati Thakur was the one who uh, began to uh, spread Krishna consciousness all over India. He wanted to spread Krishna consciousness actually all over Europe. And he personally had a plan to come to the UK. Uh, he had a tour set up where interestingly his first port of call was going to be Oxford. Not London, or then he was going to go to Oxford. And then he was going to go, go around. 
Uh, he never came, but he did send the disciples who at least established some uh, little temple. But then, uh, but then of course, Srila Prabhupada uh, was the uh, person who really fulfilled that uh, mission. Uh, we established uh, our temple here. Well, Srila Prabhupada saw this place when he came in 1977. And, uh, before that, we were in Bury Place, and then Bhakti Vedanta Manor. And Prabhupada wanted centers all over the UK at that time. Srila Prabhupada had even gone to Edinburgh, where we had a, a temple. And so uh, that brings us, in, in terms of our acharyas, and of course, Srila Prabhupada is uh, very unique. Uh, because he really did fulfill Sri Chaitanya Manovisham Stapitam Jiyabhutali. He really did fulfill Rupa Goswami's vision of taking Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mission all over the world, preaching, distributing books, writing books, uh, establishing temples, restaurants, farms, uh, all the wonderful things that uh, Srila Prabhupada did. So I only touched on one half of uh, this uh, title. Uh, the other half was the other half was allegiance to them. Allegiance to them. In other words, how do we actually follow them and our allegiance to them? I could really say you, you know, you always uh, when you look into a telescope. If any of you seen a telescope then you, you look into the first lens. There are so many lenses in there, and ultimately they bring the object you're looking at, whether it's the moon or somewhere else, uh, it brings it close. But everything depends on the first lens. In other words, you see through the first lens. So similarly, everyone sees through their immediate acharyas. So if you want to know what Jiva Goswami wrote in his Sandarbhas. If you want to know uh, anything uh, from about the other Acharya's teachings, it is through Srila Prabhupada's uh, teachings. Now, Srila Prabhupada didn't speak about uh, some of those things, uh, then that's another issue. But the first thing is, therefore, what's the first thing in terms of following Srila Prabhupada's teachings? My secretary over here <laughs> is reading Srila Prabhupada's books and, and knowing it. You have to, unless you know what Srila Prabhupada said. So, you know, one of uh, Prabhupada's disciples, uh, sort of characteristics, they always refer Prabhupada said this, Prabhupada said that. So, to know what Prabhupada said, and more difficult than that is to know what Prabhupada wanted. Because sometimes Prabhupada said you have to jump up, and sometimes he said you have to jump down. And sometimes he said jump to the right and jump to the left. Now you know what Prabhupada said about jumping, now you've got to figure out what he wanted you to do. Are you supposed to be jumping in all four directions, or up or down? Or I'm just giving that as an example. So it's a, uh, and it's really fundamental to our being able to we will follow our parampara when we follow Srila Prabhupada, and Prabhupada had sort of made things as simple as possible. 
sort of beyond that, this is like a common denominator. It's like number one. There's no, there's no whole number uh, less than number one. So that's as, that's as low as you go. So similarly, in terms of Srila Prabhupada's teachings, the teachings of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Rupa Goswami, the Acharyas, they're contained in these four books. Prabhupada's lectures, Prabhupada's, uh, uh, Prabhupada's discussions, conversations, these are also very, very important. So devotees should be religiously listening to the uh, recordings of Srila Prabhupada. There are many, thousands. Uh, you listen to your own guru, but you have to listen to Prabhupada first. Prime first comes Prabhupada and everyone comes after him. So listen to Srila Prabhupada. You have to know Srila Prabhupada. Then we can follow Srila Prabhupada. And of course we do that through our disciplic succession. Um, but please remember you have to our Acharya, just like here. Um, centuries have gone by between one and the other. So who is the next self-effulgent Acharya? We'll find out, uh, perhaps uh, in some future lifetime. But here is Srila Prabhupada now, uh, and we have to know and be very faithful uh, to those teachings. And now we have the Vodarashtam, I don't want to go any further than uh, we've gone now. Thank you very much. Lovely to be here again. Shiva Prabhupada ki jai, Shiva Dhananda Nishwara ki jai, Jai Tai Gong Premalandi. Where's my bag? Sadhana Shiva Maharaj ki Someone, someone died. Thank you, Marj, for giving a nice class in a packed house here. So we're going to see... Marj, are you going to see Dhamma I, I could. I, I do have uh, some devotees who want to uh, sing, but you could, I could have my uh, representative here sing. Okay. Hiring the line will sing. Okay, so what we'll do, if ladies can move to the to that side and let gents this side as usual, um, the cutaneers can 